Welcome listeners to Small Business Portland, where we discuss the future of independent business in Portland, Oregon. I'm Eleni Gerding, your host and the president of Venture Portland. Today, we're excited to welcome Elizabeth Shaw to the show. Elizabeth owns Reclamation in the Williams District, which is an Asian women-owned business centered around plants. Isn't that awesome? Local makers, arts and crafts, and all-around gift shop. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I got to say, you know, I just, I love plants. I haven't always been great with them, but I love them. They're exciting for me. I'm assuming they're very exciting for you as well. They definitely are. And if you have issues with your plants, just uh, let us know and we'll totally help troubleshoot things with you. You are there to help. So (laughs) I'm excited to just dive right in and learn a little bit more about you, the how and why of starting this particular business and what it means to you to be part of the Williams District community. So how did Reclamation come about? So I was a pilot and I lost my medical, um, which allows you to fly and um, got into a pretty low spot in my way of kind of de-stressing and having an outlet is just to create things. Um, So I started um, making jewelry, terrariums, art pieces, and kept doing that. Started working for the animal clinic. And um, one day my essentially adopted brother was like, hey, do you want to open a, a shop? And I was like, yes, I totally do. And then I just jumped right in, never had a business before, never had a shop, Um, started looking for spaces and found the space on Williams, um, which was right next to Crisp originally. And yeah, we opened up the shop and I ended up leaving the veterinary clinic and just focusing fully on um, reclamation. So you, you got the entrepreneurial bug, uh, the idea of just having that opportunity to kind of run your own show and, and be surrounded by things that you love and, and support others in the community. So talk a little bit about some of the other um, makers and artists and things that you have involved in, in the shop with you. So we try to focus uh, a lot on local women-owned BIPOC artists um, and makers. Um, local is really important to us. Uh, there's a lot of makers in the store that had previously never sold through a storefront and, um, I don't really sleep. So I'll just surf around on you know, Instagram <laughs> and stuff and find artwork and, you know, pieces that I like and I'll reach out to them. And so we've actually brought in quite a few makers that way. And they've actually started now having a following and setting up their own little Etsy shops, which is great. Um, cause you know, everybody starts somewhere and that's kind of where I was at one point. So, but yeah, we have a lot of companies that also give back, which is really important to us. So there's a nail polish brand in Portland called Claws Out and each one of their colors, they donate a portion of the proceeds to a separate organization, which is really rad. And we typically don't have this during uh, spring, but during winter, we have a line called Arctic Fox and while they're not local, they um, are eco-friendly they donate portion of proceeds to world wildlife fund all of the stuff they use as far as shipping and whatnot is recyclable so it's yeah their entire business model is pretty rad they take waste what would be fashion industry waste but it's totally fine product and they take it and they make it into brand new things 
Um, so for example, we also have like beanies and mittens that are made out of 100% recycled bottles, like plastic water bottles. So those were really, really popular last year. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things that come into the shop, they, I really try to focus on having it give back to the community in one way or the other. Yeah, a lot of intention on what you have there and how they can give back. I want to make a quick note that we are recording this podcast in May, which is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And you're currently running a special on your website. Um, if people want to visit that, the website is? Uh, shopreclamation.com. And if they put in code AAPI at checkout, they have a discount. And, and you're making donations to what organization is it? Apano. Um, so Apano is local too, but... Um, so the uh, special is essentially any item that is made by an Asian um, American will have a discount. The amount that's discounted will be donated directly to. Excellent. Them. Yeah. Thanks for for specifying that. And also in sharing your story earlier, it's you had a life change that brought you into this opportunity to open up your own business, and then you did it at a time where you didn't really know what was coming. So, so talk about opening up the business and having the pandemic come <laughs> right on your heels. I don't have a business background. Um, the only thing that I had as far as selling any of my work was just a little Etsy prior to the shop. Um, so there was already a huge shift as far as how I thought and how I had to handle everything just because now I'm running and managing the, uh, my own shop, doing everything by myself. And that's tough too. That happened and we, you know, was kind of starting to sort things, um, go through the process of like learning all the things that nobody told me, you know, that I was like, oh, I wish I had a handbook on this. Just when I feel like we were starting to get kind of settled in, the pandemic hit and that was very, very rough. Um, you know, we were not even half a year in and we pretty much had to start shifting everything to an online platform. And I never wanted to have um, an online presence just because I feel like it's so much more meaningful when you can see things and touch things and, um, you know, connect with whatever it is in person. Um, and online just doesn't convey that well enough. So um, that was that was, uh, that was tough being able to kind of shift the mindset from, okay, everything that I've brought in, it looks great in the storefront and it's meant to fit into the storefront. And now I need to make it work for, um, online. And I am the most tech inept person possible. So <laughs> it makes it especially hard. You know, on top of that, we closed down right away. I think the first week that they announced that it, um, COVID hit, we shut down that week. And the reason for that was um, I'm immunocompromised and the person that I had working with me at the time was also. Um, and so it was just one of those things where it's like, it's not worth that sort of risk. And so we were closed for pretty much from March on until November. You know, when you have projections and you have this plan of, okay, even like the lowest days, we're still going to come out with this. It was nothing like that. And that was difficult. And I pretty much depleted all of my savings in, lot in the first like two years, just because we, again, I had not planned for the pandemic. And we were in a space where we weren't able to qualify for a lot of the loans that were happening. You know, they were like, oh, let's see last year's taxes. And because we had just opened up, we, you know, didn't get anything. And then paid uh, the paycheck 
protection thing we didn't get until last year. And it was again for the previous year's uh, number of employees. And so it's been a real struggle. And then the entire process of that, trying to keep a shop open, you know, I reached out to family and I'm like, hey, like this is the situation, you know, we obviously couldn't plan this. Um, And I was raised in a family that is very much, you always expect the worst case scenario and you always take that worst case scenario and essentially plot out your life according to that. Um, So when I kind of reached out for help, I got some resistance. Um, You know, some, my father was really, really happy to help. My dad's a businessman. So he is, you know, like, yeah, cool, let's do this. And um, that was great. Um, And then the rest of the family was kind of like, you're not too bright for opening up a shop in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm like, couldn't control the pandemic. So you, you had a crystal ball. You exactly. But you know, and it was that that actually put a lot of strain um, on between me and my family as far as relationship goes, just because, you know, my mom is also a businesswoman and she's had multiple successful businesses. And she's like, you're doing all this wrong. I know I've had businesses before and I'm like okay well I understand that but you haven't been in this exact situation so it not only became one of those things where I was like hey this is the main issue but now all this other dramatic you know family stuff kind of just got thrown into it which made it infinitely more stressful than it had to be it it always does so it's so valuable for you to share your experience because everyone had really different pandemic experiences we hear some businesses that you know took opportunity and and just ran with it and others that really struggled for reasons that it wasn't that they were doing it wrong i mean everything you're describing it's it's you just had to deal with situation and i think it's just really nice for people to be able to hear that and we were talking to you today about your thriving business so you survived you're still there. Your mom must be feeling some kind of. Um, <laughs> it's very much so we are still I, I feel like we are a success um, in the sense that, yeah, we are still there. Um, and a huge portion of that is due to the community like Williams district is amazing. Um, so when I was originally first on, I, we moved over to the spot we're in right now. We originally were next to Chris. Um, we took that spot because Kyos, well, I chose that spot because Kyos is my favorite Robin joint of all time and they are amazing. And so I was like, this is great. Like, I'm just going to get fat eating ramen every day because it's right across the street. So yeah, like, you know, and then MF Tasty, who was our neighbors, everybody was is just amazing. Like it's like a family. It's great. People, you know, want to look out for everybody else. And, you know, we had a whole string of thefts on Williams and that was very problematic. And you could, we have this chain where everybody kind of gets together and you can tell that it's just a community of business owners that cares about everybody else that's on the street. Um, and I appreciate that that you said family. Um, Adventure Portland, we call it, you know, the business district family. I think each one of the districts has a sense of that on some level within their organizations that they're there to support each other. You're like-minded, you root for each other's success, you're there to help each other when things get tough. 
Um, so Williams District, uh, really strong district, lots of involvement there. You're on the board currently, is that correct? Um, I had signed up to be, unfortunately, just with everything that's gone on, um, we haven't had a chance to really take part in that, but the hope is to get the shop to a space where we're able to start bringing ideas and work with everybody else that's got amazing ideas on the board. Well, and it's just nice to know that the opportunity is there to have your voice heard. And I think one of the great things that the business districts are able to do is bring in a variety of different businesses. So everyone has that opportunity to be heard. You were talking earlier a little bit about uh, your one of your coworkers. So I'm just curious about the business um, employees that you have there. Anyone special you want to give a shout out to? Maybe it's just Elliot. I've heard a lot about Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> that the that employee that I was chatting about um she no longer works with us but she's a dear friend and she's awesome she actually just had her first kid so our staff is amazing and again we wouldn't be here without all their hard work they all they keep me laughing just because the most frequent text that I get from all of my staff is in relation to um, the grief that Elliot is giving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So regular. The, not everyone knows who Elliot is. So give us, give us the, uh, the down low on Elliot and then what some of those texts look like, because that sounds like fun. <laughs> so Elliot is our shop tortoise. Um, he is my rescue tortoise. And um, when I first opened up the shop, I was like, it would be so much fun just to have somebody hang out with me. Didn't want to bring the dogs. So I brought Elliot. He's very, very social. Um, he's not scared of dogs, people. He's, he probably uh, likes plants. He likes plants in um, as a means of communicating when he's really upset about something. Oh, okay. So he's a very, he's very particular. He does not like change. So anytime that we move um, or re-merchandise the shop, he will, you can tell he'll be upset because you'll come into the shop the next morning and you'll see chunks out of leaves that he just goes and he bites them just to be like, hi, pissed off right now. But he doesn't bite people or anything like that. He's just, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, he likes things his way. He also is very, very particular in the sense where he will do loops in the shop, um, typically in the mornings. And if he sees something that he doesn't feel is like up to par, he will go and he will move it. Um, so I have some video of, like somewhere, but in the first shop, um, we had put uh, a bunch of ceramics underneath the table, the main table, and he went around and one day he just was like, this pot, I don't like it. And he pushed it out of the way. And so I followed behind him and pushed it right back. And he would come to the exact same pot and push it out. And so sometimes we'll come to the shop and you'll just see something that's shifted out. And he's just like, so we call him quality control manager as well because yeah, or your your very own interior designer. He's uh he's quite the character, but yeah, he's um he's kind of become one of the reasons why people stop in now. That's that's fun. You have a you have your own little mascot, and he's a rescue. So you've done you've done good for the tortoise community. And yeah. I see you've got dogs behind you too. Are those also rescues? Yep, we're a rescue family for sure. So we've got a. Rescue Dane, um, Hubert, he's our newest rescue, and then Spock and Earl, two little garbage mutt terrier, you know, yeah, trash mutts 
I don't know what they're called, the little terriers, but, um, and we have another uh, tortoise at home too, but she stays here. She's not as social as Elliot. So tell me a little bit about what it's like to be in the store. So I know, I know Elliot's moving stuff around, but you walk in there, are you just, do you like decompress? Does that take away some of your, your life stress or, or does it turn on? Cause you've got to, you've got to do work. I think if I were to come into the shop, you know, as just, Hey, I don't have to work. I'm just here to hanging out with a friend. Um, there's a lot to look at. And so the feeling that I get, which I want um, customers to have is kind of curiosity, you know, like, oh, wow, like there's all these random things. I thought this is just a plant shop, which is something that we hear all the time, which is like, oh, it's a plant shop. And then they come in and they're like, oh my gosh, there's all these things in the back. And um, we, I make a lot of like fixtures and displays out of vintage items. So I take things and repurpose them into, you know, like an old time clock machine I turned into our predator display and um, stuff like that, like little old TVs into terrariums that light up. And I just, I love having people kind of like peer into things and be like, oh my gosh, this is like, there's so many possibilities of things that I can do now. Um, and I feel like I do a pretty good job of that because a lot of folks come in and they're just like, there's so much to look at. Like I keep finding new things here and there. And I feel like I need three or four trips before I can fully see everything. So um, yeah, it's just. Well, that, and it's always changing too. Yeah. So what, what's your favorite project that you've worked on? What's something you've created that you just really love? Maybe even so much that you don't want to sell it. Um. So my predator displays, we get a lot of inquiries about that. Um, we actually have a lot of uh, um, folks that will come in and ask to buy my predator toys, which I'm like, no, absolutely not. But um, do you do custom? Will you do custom? If, will you make one for somebody if they order it? I can make displays um, and I can make a whole anything that people are interested in as far as like my jewelry or whether it's Earlsworth Apothecary, which is our like house skincare line. Um, we can do custom stuff, but as far as the main shop displays, unless they have their own figurines, like I wouldn't be able to recreate those um, just because those figurines are kind of limited edition, one of a kind ones. So, so I'm going to ask you two questions. What's the most popular item that you have that people come in for? And what's your favorite item that you sell? That's okay. Um, the, most, <laughs> the most popular uh, item is they are these little ceramic mushrooms that's made by a local ceramicist who's just lovely. Her name's Amelia and she hand makes all of these tiny little mushrooms and figurines and then glazes them and you put them in little terrariums or you know in your plants and it just adds a little bit of pop and they're really really cute. Um, and so, yeah, they're just about like this big and we have them at the register and I, I feel like at least 20 of them go out every day. Like they're just, they're so cute that you get cute aggression when you look at them. Um, and we'll have customers that'll be like, oh my gosh, what are these? They're so cute. What do you do with these? And like, you put them in plants, you put them in, you know, like your little pen jar, whatever. And yeah, people just get creative with it. But those are definitely the most popular item. Um, as far as my favorite, that's tough because I like most of the things that come into the shop. Um, but I would say 
a lot of the ceramics that have recently come in. So Nikki Stutes, who is not local, but she's um, a small ceramicist that's starting out and she's in San Diego, I believe. Um, but she's got great pieces and we're actually doing a collaboration with her. And so I really like her little wine cups, which have little mushrooms and little strawberries on them. And then there is a um, indigenous beaded jewelry maker, La Tienda del Sol. Um, she's also local and she makes all these amazing, just intricate beaded earrings. And those are just gorgeous. Um, and so we really like seeing those are really colorful and you're helping to support not only a local um women-owned business, but also an indigenous artist, which is great. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So there's a lot of stuff going on in there. I feel like I, I mean, I can visualize all these things as you're describing them. And then for the listeners who are wondering how big those little mushrooms are, because I get to see Elizabeth and you don't, they're about an inch, <laughs> inch yeah. and a half tall. Um, but I'm curious now about the plants. Cause we've talked about, it's like, if people think it's a plant store, they come in, they discover all this other stuff, but what kind of plants do you guys special in? Are, is these like house plants kind of run us through what people would expect to find there if they're looking for anything in particular? So we have kind of uh, created a name for ourselves as far as plants go in the sense of um, Hoyas. Most folks that are really into plants know us as kind of the place to go to for Hoyas. And that's just because I personally love them. And so a lot of the harder to come by um, specimens that we bring into the shop, those are propagated from my personal collection. So they're not something that you typically see that, you know, that are easily accessible from like mass growers, anything like that. Um, so collectors have kind of started filtering in and now we've just, that's, you know, we always, here. Oh yeah, so-and-so um, referred us to you because you guys have the Hoyas. But overall, all that we carry is all indoor. Um, we refer everybody that's looking for outdoor plants to Livingscape, which is right across the street. And they are so awesome as well. They're also um, in Williams District and they have everything as far as outdoor goes. Um, but yeah, we mainly just focus on indoor plants. How nice to have a neighbor that is complimentary to your business that you guys aren't competing, but can really share what get people to where they need to go. So I'm going to ask you about a professional tip. So you, I'm going to assume here that you are a professional indoor plant person. <laughs> if you were going to give somebody a piece of advice on plants and that could be, you know, how to pick the right one for your space or whatever, what, what would you share with somebody? Um, I would say this is like the all time best advice I've ever been given. Um, and it's not really even advice. It's just like a little thing, but plants want to live. Um, and that is that sort of, that thing has just sat in my head for a very, very long time. Um, because I think us, when we bring home a plant, we want to, you know, nurture it and water it and, hovering a little bit too much and overwatering, like those are the quickest ways to kill the plant. So just set it, leave it and just let it do its thing. Um, but yeah, just any time that I'm always, you know, like, oh, I think something might happen to this or I, is it, is it going to die? Is it, they want to live. So they're going to do everything that they can to stay alive. And um, lots of folks that I've told that to, it's helped pretty significantly. So it's kind of changed their sort of thought process and approach when it comes to plants. I think that's 
really good advice. I have always thought of myself as somebody that's not very good at taking care of plants. And I think I do exactly what you say. I hover. I think I need to do too much. And I currently have an orchid. I got to say, I'm pretty excited about this. I thought this thing was definitely dead. I was just going to throw it away. There was nothing going on there. I watched a couple things online and I was like, okay, I think I can handle this. And lo and behold, it's, it's, I've, Really haven't been doing much to it. And there is a flower that just came out, which is absolutely amazing. When yes. See, they want to live, so they're going to do everything they can. And yeah, um, but yeah, that's awesome. I can, I can totally see it from here. It's awesome. Okay, and you see, yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should, I'll turn it here so you can see it a little bit better. And then everyone listening can just be jealous that they didn't get to see it. So I feel like I'm getting to know you pretty well. You, you rescue animals. You work strongly with your community to uh, highlight different makers in the area, and then also give back. Uh, and you you propagate your own Hoyas. <laughs> you have, are now known as somebody to come to for those plants. What are we missing? Are you involved in any sports or music or anything else? I am not. Um, I once had a life before I opened <laughs> the shop and all <laughs> the shop has become my life. But yeah, it's essentially just handling everything in the shop and, you know, I mean, I create a lot of things as well. So I make jewelry, like we have jewelry lines. Um, and then, uh, our house skincare line, which is called Earl's, uh, Earlsworth apothecary. It's actually named after the second rescue dog. Um, but that, how'd, gives that, how'd that come about? Um, so I think I told you that I don't sleep and, <laughs> um, so instead of just, you know, hanging out, staring at the ceiling, I started making a bunch of skincare. Um, I have really sensitive skin and it kind of just ties into the autoimmune and immuno body system. Um, and so I started creating a whole bunch of stuff and it worked really well and gave some to friends and they were like, this is amazing. You should try and sell some. And just as kind of a, oh, let's see how it goes. Um, and so we brought them into the shop and the top selling thing is the eye cream that we make or eye serum. It's kind of like a bomb, but um, a little jar will last you forever. And um, I'm very proud to say that a lot of folks like it um, and it works really well. So, yeah, so we just kind of kept going with that. And, you know, we make candles as well. Um, kind of jack of all trades, all sorts of things. Yeah, well, it, I don't know. I'm hearing that there is some work-life balance because everything in your work is really what you want and love in your life. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing it, absolutely. Um, I guess, like, I don't have too much time to go out and socialize with friends, you know, and go, like, snowboarding. Tell them to just come to work. <laughs> yeah, they do visit, which is great. Um, but, yeah, a lot of times when friends come to visit, they'll – They'll come in and they'll say hi to Elliot. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? They're like, oh, no, we're here to see Elliot. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You're my friend, but all right. So, yeah, it's, you know, it it's great. I can't complain. Um, I do very much love the shop, the community, and the fact that I'm able to create. And I'm the fact that I'm still here. Um, and that's all just because of the community and, you know, community support. So, what are you most looking forward to coming up or we're moving into summer season is this starts to activate in the district and you see more people coming out and what, what are you looking forward to? Um, 
So this is our like first real year in the space we're in right now. So we're next to um, EAM and Kyos. And um, we have a lot of light and this giant garage door. So we're going to start rolling up the garage door and having little um, sidewalk sales, markets, pop-ups. Um, and we're hoping to do something along the lines of like little featured art shows at night, um, have maybe like some night pop-ups because we don't really see that too often. I mean, there's like the huge Portland night market, but that's a huge event. Um, and so this would be something a little bit smaller, but really looking forward to that. Um, I think that's going to bring a lot of people out and, you know, it's going to feature a lot of really, really rad local artists. That sounds awesome. So let's remind people where you're at. Can you uh, rattle off your physical address, please? Um, so we're at 3808, and that's on Williams and Failing. And so we're right next to Eam and Kyos, right in between, wedged in between those two. Because people need to go in and see the little mushrooms and the jewelry and the ice serum and all the amazing plants. And even though you didn't really want to have a big online presence, you do have a website and you are selling things through that. So remind us of that one more time. Yeah, so um, we're actually slowly shifting everything that we have online as well so that um, we can ship to anybody that's in the States. Um, and it's shopreclamation.com. And um, if you follow us on Instagram, it's reclamationpdx. And you can also buy things directly through Instagram as well. So we've made it very, very easy for folks. Yeah. Absolutely. And the Instagram is always such a great place to, to start because photos speak a thousand words and you get to just check out everything that's happening. And then of course, videos and all that fun stuff that's on there. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for spending time with us today. It was really fun to get to know you and, and, you know, maybe one day I'll come in and just say hi to Elliot and totally <laughs> ignore you like some of your bestest friends. Um, really getting to, to dive in more in, into you and your uh, Asian woman owned small business here in Portland has, has been fascinating and fun. So thank you very much. Thank you. All right, everyone, you have been listening to the Small Business Podcast, hosted by me, Eleni Gerding, organized by Rich Reese and produced by Jacob Falkenberg. You can connect with us on Instagram at Venture Portland. And make sure to check out our website for the latest info on business districts, the Small Business Podcast, webinars, and events, and VenturePortland.org. Until next time, shop and support local, because small businesses build strong neighborhoods.